Sacred Space. So welcome back again to Sacred Space. Uh, my name is John Kelly. Today I am back in Abbeyfield, actually in a faith camp uh, that's taking place here, um, organised by some local people, and that's um, taking place here in uh, a school here in Abbeyfield, a faith camp uh, run by uh, Father Patrick Hall, uh, actually who I'm going to introduce in a few seconds, um, and, uh, as well as a few other people have organised um, something related really to, to keep the young people occupied in terms of their faith and, and maybe attuned to their faith for the next three or four days here. So we're delighted to be here, but I'm taking this opportunity of meeting up with a few young people who are volunteering to help Father Patrick this week uh, from U2000. But in the meantime, Father Patrick Cowell, you're welcome again. Thanks a lot for joining Thanks me. Thanks for having me, John. You've been on before. Thank you so much. A man of many hats, but I believe one of your more recent hats is spiritual director for U2000. Yes, indeed. How did you find time to get involved with it? <laughs> Tell me, <laughs> how did you get involved with it? Uh, well, I've been involved with U2000 for years. Um, they have over 30 prayer groups all around the country that meet weekly, okay. uh, which is fantastic. Cause, uh, so you have these young people who choose to come together of their own accord. Uh, some very vibrant, courageous, almost visionary young people mm. uh, who decide to start up these, these prayer groups in, mm. in different localities. Um, and as I say, it's, it's run by them. So they'll ask permission from the local parish priest and they'll gather in a room or a sacristy or a school or who knows where uh, for an hour of prayer and community fellowship, re uh, reflecting also on the following Sunday's gospel and that. So it's based on just the essentials of our faith, you know, gathering with, it, with mm. Our Lady around the Lord, listening to his word and that um, where possible happens in front of the Blessed Sacrament. So we give them the best of what the Catholic faith has to offer. And what sort of age group would be, would be involved? 16 to 35. Okay. Yeah, it's a crucial age, crucial age. And I believe the three pillars, uh, as you call pillars, I think, in the U2000. Uh, devotion to Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Exactly. Very important. Yes, and uh, then Our Lady, of course. Uh, yeah. So Our Lady keeps us on the straight and narrow. Our Lady who guides us to the Lord and, mm. and sacred scripture. So uh, it's, as I say, it's the essentials and the kind of the easy mm. things of our faith which have enriched so many lives. So then from those 30 local prayer groups, U2000 um, also organizes a couple of national festivals. So there's okay. one, one at Christmas, which <coughs> has taken part in, taken place in Newbridge for the last mm -hmm. number of years, must mm. be, I suppose, maybe eight years or more. It's been taken. It's been hosted there by the Dominicans, yeah. uh, and also then a summer festival. So both of these festivals are, are very well attended, thank God. So the Christmas uh, festival gets about seven or eight hundred, and the summer festival about a thousand two hundred. Wow! Yeah, annually. So it's been it's been going it's been going very very well, thank God. Maybe I didn't get that number right because some people might mightn't be aware that you just mentioned one thousand two hundred. Two hundred, yeah. Young people would attend a festival for a weekend from sixteen to thirty-five year olds. So I mean, I said these are the like the difficult age to get young people to attend something faith-based. But yeah, about thousand two hundred over the weekend. Tell me, what did they do for the weekend? One thousand two hundred of them. Well, I have the greatest of admiration for those who, who run U two thousand yeah. for, for Lana and uh, Brian in the office at the moment. Uh, they're absolutely incredible because they start a festival knowing it will cost the bones of in or around 100 grand without a penny in the bank and they don't charge the attendees. Wow. So, I mean, you're going to, so they're going to run free buses, free food, uh, free accommodation and not charge the young people when they know it's going to cost that much. I mean, it, it, it's, just, it's phenomenal reliance on Providence and it works every single year. 
And it's funded really by the people who attend uh, in forms of do- donation or maybe, maybe benefactors. Yeah, whatever. there are donation boxes, but it's like a, a lot of the 16, 17, 18 year olds they don't have they a job. Have so they may throw in 20 euro, yeah. it costs 80 to 100 euro a head. Uh, wow. So <laughs> That's a lot, yeah. It is, it is. But they're great. Like The Lord does provide benefactors, friends, uh, yeah. Different but that's a, big, that's a big really commitment for those people who even organise such an event oh, with, huge, with, with such a cost. Yeah. But obviously they see the benefit in that. Oh, there's no way they do it otherwise, yeah. I mean, when you get all these young people together, and like we were saying earlier, you show them the best of what our faith has to offer. And then uh, we get in speakers, nationally or internationally, uh, different workshops on specific themes and topics. Uh, then the fellowship, the friendship, the music, the atmosphere. Mm. Uh, you, you show them what the, the best of the Catholic faith and you bring them together so that they can experience that as a community, as a family, as a church. You know. And that weekend would involve adoration, maybe reconciliation, exactly. maybe music, maybe talks? All of the above, yeah. yeah. So uh, the reconciliation evening, uh, there'll be a, a talk before that and on the, the importance of confession and the healing of confession because... We have a tendency maybe to see uh, certain aspects of our faith through a fairly negative lens, yeah. like mm-hmm. go to Mass because you have to, because it's a sin if you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to confession because God will be angry if you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a very negative way of, of seeing or living our faith, as opposed to go to Mass because it's life-giving. Mm-hmm. Because there you meet the Lord, there you experience the Lord, there you can actually you know, connect with the God who has created you, who wants you to be in his presence for all eternity mm-hmm. in heaven. Mm-hmm. Go to Mass, that's why. You know, I go to confession, not because God will be angry, angry if you don't, but where else do we receive healing for our souls? I mean, we'll, we'll shower our bodies every day or every second day. Where do we go for the healing and the cleansing of our souls? I mean, where else can it happen if not in confession? So to experience that uh, and experience it as a positive uh, thing, like the confession being one of the two sacraments of healing, you know, to, to allow the Lord to heal us in confession. And when you see young people engage with the sacraments like that, the effects are incredible. No one is forced to do anything over the weekend. They okay. can, okay. So if people decide they kind of want to skip Mass and wander around the grounds, they can, but they don't. No. They choose to come. Again, the confession, the priests are available for confessions. People can go if they want. They don't have to. But the vast majority do. And like from a priest who has heard confessions there, you hear the confessions of a lifetime. You know, you hear young people who maybe maybe have never confessed properly or maybe have never been to confession since their confirmation or maybe early 30-year-olds who have never confessed well. You know what I mean? So they, they, they discover, Jeannie, since my first confession, uh, that's all I've been confessing, the very same things. I still confess being late from Mass, saying bad words and fighting with my sister, and I'm 30 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never actually confessed the fact that I, you know, I struggle with maybe alcoholism at times, or pornography, or, or that I, I skip Mass. You know, I've never said these things. And now, in the grace of the, of the weekend, I feel the Lord wants, to, to, wants me to start again, start afresh. So I want to clear all this out and uh, allow him to heal. So it's just beautiful to see how it all works. I'd suggest too, maybe, that um, they're very encouraged by their fellow you uh, 2000 colleagues there. Yeah. It's one thing trying to live your faith, I assume, on your own, but maybe for a young person, and I'll mention this later on to the young girls when I start speaking with them, it, it must be a great um, encouragement for them to have people like themselves who are also going to reconciliation, yeah. also staying up half the night for Eucharistic adoration or singing a heart out or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that, that's how it works. Um, isolation 
is one thing that really mm. will kill the faith fairly quickly. If you feel you're the only one practicing or if one family feels you're the only family practicing, that's very, very difficult to maintain then. Uh, whereas when they look around and they see these normal young people with their mm-hmm. piercings and a couple of tattoos and mm-hmm. the fashionable clothes and the ripped jeans mm-hmm. and there they are, you know, singing Jesus songs. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. Go, this is actually normal. You can live like this. Yeah. You know, there are other people like me out there. And not only that, but some of the people who you might know are, uh, I'll go to you 2000, they're just they're wonderful examples yeah. of a joyful faith. And you go, not only like, is this normal? I want to be like them. Yeah. Mm. I want a faith like them. Mm. Or you, you hear some of the, the young people give their testimonies as well. That's a, another part of the weekend where mm. they'll stand up and say how the Lord has touched their lives. Uh, mm. And often you, you'll relate to those kind of stories. Like I was born and raised in a Catholic family. Parents went. Uh, when I hit my teens, I started kind of mm-hmm. struggling with the whole mass thing. Yeah. Uh, then I decided, look, once I hit 17, you can't force me to go anymore. I'm a better person if I sleep in on a Sunday. Yeah. Then you know, yeah. someone came along, a, a, a young person invited me to a retreat or I went to Medjugorje or something like that. And I came back and I discovered something very different. Then the, 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 the usual tension between my newly discovered faith yeah. and yeah. ordinary life, yeah. Yeah. which is going to win. Yeah. You know, uh, so I used to go out and do all these things, had my conversion experience, and then some of the friends didn't understand why I wasn't going out, why I wasn't drinking, why I wasn't doing the usual <laughs> things. <laughs> then I discovered more friends, in the, you know. So it's, you, see, you hear these Quite. beautiful testimonies that everyone can relate to. Mm. Uh, so. We might just hear some about those. So now coming to some of the members of U2000, and of course, what else would I start off with but herself, Mariah Colletti, who's been with me a number of times now, for the last few years now to promote you uh, 2000 and tell me about her experiences and so on and so forth. Welcome back again. Thanks, John. Thank you for so much for having me again. You're welcome. Um, I know you kind of told us your story before in terms of how you got involved with you 2000. We might share it again. Uh, how did you get involved with you 2000? I will, of course. Hmm. Um, I had just finished my junior cert. Hmm. And like that, I was in the state where, okay, why do I... I, made go to, I was never made to go to Mass, thankfully. Yeah. Mm. Um, you just went, it was part of the tradition at home. Mm. But I knew I was lacking something. Yeah. Um, I had my group of friends. I, kn- I wasn't in want of anything. But I, I didn't feel happy. Like I, was, I knew there was something inside missing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yourself, actually, John, um, my parents at home were listening to the station and heard you advertised it very quickly. And mm. next thing... All I remember was I was sitting on the bus on my own. <laughs> Off I was going. <laughs> there was no staffing. Uh, and the minute I got there, we were not even before I had registered. Then there was a group from Mitchellstown behind me. And to this day, I'm still great friends with all of them, including Ani that you'll speak to later, yeah. and Father Patrick himself. They've yeah. really helped me the last four or five years. And so again, just as Father Patrick said, the encouragement you must have got again by meeting people like Anya that you can probably share with, whereas speaking with other people, you might be able to share as deeply with, maybe the, the way you wanted to share with. Exactly. It was very free to speak mm. about your fate, to ask the questions that you feel you can't ask in your own community because they're like, oh, you should know that already, or mm. why are you asking that kind of question? Mm-hmm. Just go to Mass and say your prayers and leave. Do you know that kind of way? Mm-hmm. So you're sitting above with that with like 1,200 people, and you can turn to someone you don't know and ask them a real like challenging question about yeah, fate and yeah. they'll have an answer for you or they'll say oh I was thinking the very same thing mm. which is the atmosphere you want when you when you are traveling on a journey of faith tell me uh, father father Patrick just mentioned a, a word there just a few minutes ago the word hope would, would you get an awful lot of hope from being involved with you 2000 in terms of being a member of the church 
as opposed to maybe some people who maybe lost that little bit of hope because they don't understand you can still do your fingernails up and still be a member of U2000. Oh, exactly. Like you said, you can have piercings, you can have tattoos, Mm. you can go with ripped jeans, you can go with tank tops, you can go with fake nails on, you can go with makeup. (laughs) (laughs) It's normal people. We are normal people. And that's the stigma that young people feel sometimes, that you say, oh, you're in U2000, and then people look it up. Um, But you you need to go to experience Mm. the joy. That's, I think, what's missing in a lot of norm like rural communities is the joy and uh, i'm sure you met an awful lot of young people maybe in, in college or to work or whatever who kind of given up on mass and given up on the church and given up on the faith yes. why do you think that is why do you think they've given up um the sense of community isn't mm-hmm. as big okay. anymore in in the faith and church community like you go to a ga match and there might be eight or nine hundred people there for mm-hmm. a sunday mm-hmm. why can't those eight or nine hundred people at mass if we mm. brought the GA p- pitch into the mm. church would that work mm. do you know the sense of community the sense of belonging I think is what's missing because if you're at U2000 especially with some of these festivals yes I mean 1200 people being in the one place for the weekend again must encourage everybody in terms of their faith you do but somehow mm-hmm. that faith has got to be brought back to our communities it's very challenging. It's very challenging. Yeah, I've been going to U2000 for four years, and only this year I organise a youth mass for my community, it's for my a, parish. Isn't that a great start? Yeah. After four years of going, it does, it takes a while. But, but you do, you get it. I'd say Father Patrick would probably tell you many, many stories of that, where Father Patrick's been trying and trying and trying, <laughs> and we just got to keep on going. Yeah. So in terms of somebody listening to the programme there this morning, and they were thinking, this U2000... This U2000 uh, people, I might become involved or I mightn't become involved. What would you think? What would you say to them? Um, I'd say I went on my own four years ago mm. and I left with friends for a lifetime. Okay. If you're looking for someone that can help you along your faith journey, if you feel like, okay, I want to learn more, it's the place to go, but mm. you have to take the step. But gen- you should really try it. You okay. should go experience it. Thanks, Mariah. Neve or Donald, you're 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 local. You're, you're from Abbeyfield, aren't yes. you? I'm from Abbeyfield. Uh, and uh, I think you did. You have a sister involved with you, 2002, one stage. I had, yeah, one stage. Yeah. Okay. She was going 2000, yeah. And so yourself, you're involved with you 2000 for for a little I while. I am, are you? yeah. Um, it all started off really um, last year when I went to Medjugorje with uh, Mariah and Anya and Father Patrick here and. Um, mm. A group of other young people, and it was their own lovely Mariah that told me <laughs> mm. about um, the U2000 festival in Ross Grey. And she just gave me the flyer and said, Are you coming? And I said, Sure, why not? Mm. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And what difference do you think that's made to your own life now that you've become involved a bit more with U2000, your, um, your faith journey and all that? My faith journey has definitely increased and definitely really kind of solidified in a way mm. um it really strengthens it um just to go there and see other young people your own age mm. into that faith is mm. really reassuring and um it's just a lovely weekend really just to spend lovely. time with the Lord. 
Do you get involved with the local group or, or is there a group you can keep in touch with every now and again? Um, well, I do often keep in touch with the Mishtown group. Okay, um, lovely. And Mariah and Eileen are not too far from me. So. <laughs> but I'm sure email and texting and all that is, is very important. And again, um, if there was a young person out there now, maybe one of your friends who was listening to this, what would you, say, what, what would you think they should take away from, from our chat now today in terms of U2000 and the involvement with young people and... What would you say? Do you stay with it? Stay, stay with the group, if possible? Stay um, with you, 2000? Oh, definitely, yeah, because it's very rewarding, I suppose, if, if you really kind of try to stay with a prayer group. Um, yeah. Lovely. Thank, look, thanks a lot for that. Thanks a lot for that. So, now, is it Anya Keane, is it? Yeah. From Mitchellstown? Yeah. I've seen you before. Were you here at the faith camp here last year? I was. Uh, so you're, you're, have you been involved with U2000 for a bit? Um, yeah, um, this year I'm going to Ross Gray. It'll be my third time going. Um, first oh. time I was 17 and um, I absolutely loved it. I heard about it. It was in my prayer meeting and I did the Mitchestown Fake Camp there two mm-hmm. years ago as well. And I was watching the video of young people talking about the Ross Gray Festival. Okay. And I just, I was like, I felt like I was being called to go, just go and try it. Lovely. And even Lovely. though like a retreat didn't really sound much to me, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. said I need to kind of like yeah. experience it. And when I went, like I just saw everyone so happy, joyful, jumping around, so excited. And I was like, I want what they have. Lovely. And I have like such amazing friends. I've been to Medjugorje. I went again this year for the third time. Lovely. And Lovely. yeah, like, they're not even friends, they're more family now, really. Yeah, yeah. Did you say that you were involved with a prayer group before you started U2000? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I started the prayer group um, in April 2015. You then, started a prayer group? Oh, I didn't start, no, What's sorry, that? I didn't start. Uh, oh, uh, I started going to uh, a prayer okay, group, okay, sorry. Uh, uh, and, um, how was that? I mean, how did you decide to go and join a prayer group? Not too many 17-year-olds would... Um, it was actually another friend of mine um, okay. from town, and she was telling me about it, and... Oh. I just kind of like, I just felt like I need to go and see what it's all about because I was doing the uh, Pope John Paul Award. Oh, right, and okay. that's how we kind of all fell in place and I was mm. with the Net Ministries doing the youth group. Oh, so, yeah. Um, I, and I just really enjoyed it. And then um, I just went to the prayer group to see what, what it was about. And Mm-mm. not going to lie, first few weeks, I was kind of looking around and I was like, okay, there's people kneeling down to, eyes closed looking at the blessed sacrament now just still looking around saying yeah. why am I here that's normal but yeah. then yeah. one day when I was at the prayer meeting and then I just kind of like I just closed my eyes and I just spoke to Jesus I could feel him um, talking yeah. to me and yeah. I was like this is for me like I can't imagine my life without you to thousand it's just it's amazing, just and definitely any 16-year-olds out there, just or 17 up to 35, just definitely go. They have to experience. The, you know, there aren't too many uh, people of your own age, or even older than your own age, would say what you've just said to me in terms of being in front of the Blessed Sacrament and yeah. speaking with Jesus. For some yeah. reason, people are afraid to say, I was talking with Jesus. But it's okay to talk to Jesus, isn't it? About yeah, and I'm sure maybe that's what you guys get from you 2000. Because you're sharing within a group and because you're getting spiritual direction, you feel so, so confident 
to be able to go back to what Father said, uh, Father said, in terms of mass and so on and so forth, people may be getting bored and not getting much out of it. But but there was you prepared at least to wait a little bit, and there you were in front of the Blessed Sacrament, and next thing, off I just you went. First. <laughs> Isn't it great? Yeah, definitely. And you you then get involved with net ministries. I know I spoke with them once or twice, and a few other groups. And that's the other great great thing I'd say about getting uh, you, young people getting involved with groups or anybody getting involved with groups. You make so many contacts, and you've made a contact all over the place. Yeah. So how old are you now, if you don't mind me asking? I'm nineteen. Nineteen. So you've been in two years, three years, and in... yes, going my third time now in Moscow. And have you got a, a U2000 group within Mitchelltown, where you're where you based? So have, have you got your own little U2000 um, weekly meeting? Oh, we have one every Tuesday. Every Tuesday? Evening. Yeah. And tell me what happens with that. What happens there? Um, so we all gather, to, gather together and we um, just say the rosary and we, have, we sing songs and then we have gospel sharings. And um, we all pick a line that um, stood out to us. And oh, if we want, we can share um, why we picked that line. And then um, when that's over, then um, uh, we just like sing like song, action songs and Great. stuff like that. And then we have a tea and chat after then. And then, of course, you then get involved, no doubt, with the with U2000 festivals, which might be um, a Christmas or... Yeah, I, I've been to Newbridge and I was at the Munster retreats as What well. stands out for you there with those, with those meetings, those festivals? What's the thing that you take away from that in terms of being there for the weekend? Um, my, it would be the reconciliation, the confession, and then it's just, it's, it's amazing because you're going in, you're telling Jesus you're sorry um, and then the thought of him forgiving you and then you're just sitting there and like beside the Blessed Sacrament then and then there's like nice kind of music at the background yeah. playing and mm-hmm. then you just you, you could get really emotional yes. uh, but mm-hmm. that's not bad that's good because you're like you're, you're so happy after it then mm-hmm. and then actually um a few hours later, then we have a concert, like praising and worshiping Jesus, Beautiful. and it's just fantastic. It's brilliant, amazing. absolutely amazing. I've asked the other two girls. I'll ask yourself: Why do you think young people don't get involved so much with their faith now these days, in terms of church attendance? And- um, I like from like experience in school and stuff. Um, they think religion is dead, and like it's not because if they just if they get to you to thousand, if they sixteen to thirty five hours go to you to thousand, they know religion isn't dead. Because when I went there, I know I wasn't the only one in the faith. How did we get people to go to U2000, get involved with U2000? Um, well, if you see any flyers with U2000, mm, I'd mm. Just, just go. Because right. like, right, like what Father Patrick was saying, free bus, free accommodation, mm. free food. It's donation only. Very good. Maybe there's some, maybe there's some young person sort of listening to the programme this morning. And liked maybe what they heard from your, from your good self in terms of your experience, your faith journey. What would you say to them in terms of becoming more involved with their own faith? Well, um, well like, if, if you want to, like, if, if there's a prayer meeting, mm. um, try it out. Mm. If you want to be courageous and start up your own one, just mm. get, like, three people, mm. even. Because, like, even, um, well, like Jesus said, like, he'll be there Lovely. Beyond those three people. Lovely. And then just kind of like, just keep like praying about it and pray 
like praise, praying is just the key. And um, like if we're struggling, it's fine. We all struggle yeah, with yeah. the prayers and stuff. And totally. like like what uh, Mariah and Eve and everything was, and Father Patrick was saying, like we have friends and faith. We can count on each other to help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like you're not alone. Great. Great. I think that's very encouraging. Thank you so much for that, Anya. Thanks. Yeah, we come to a very close again to, to around, um, around this area again, not too far from me, at Hay. Grace Lee, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. You're involved with you 2000 what, for long? Um, no, I went to my first retreat last October okay. um, with, the, with the people from this camp encouraging me. With, it was a slight encouragement, but it was an encouragement that I really needed at the time because okay. I was kind of, I suppose, lacking that bit of hope myself. But when I took that first step, it, yeah. it, re- it reassured me that there, there is hope and there is, there is so much love in yeah. In if you just believe in in your in your prayers, even you know. But you probably needed somebody, as you said yourself, somebody of maybe your own age group to encourage you again, and somebody you could feel confident with, in terms of chatting to, maybe. Yeah. Involved with. Yeah, I suppose I did because um, I had two friends now from school, and mm-hmm. they came with me, and it was both our first, or the three of us. It was our first time. Yeah going together but we knew then we had each other and we had made some friends from this camp who were around our same around the same age as us who were like 17 18 mm. and so we knew then that if we didn't need it need anything or had any questions or queries like we could just approach them or ask them you know it was just it was it was a beautiful beautiful experience and you went to the festival, did you say, at Christmas? Did you, did, did, um, no, unfortunately, I couldn't go Christmas, okay. but I went to the, the Munster Retreat in England. And how did you find that? I thought it was really beautiful, actually, and the, the healing service is the most spectacular experience that, that you could really experience, I suppose. It's just an overwhelming power of, power of love, you know, that, that you get, that you don't, you don't expect it, but you really, you really feel it when, when you know... Um, that you're present by the Eucharist and yes. mm-hmm. so you're there. Mm-hmm. And so for the whole weekend, I mean, it starts off with, um, well, what actually happened when you go there on Friday night? Um, well, first we you know, you register in that and mm-hmm. that, but then you go to Mass and actually Father Patrick said the first Mass there and it, it, was, re- it was really lovely. You know, it's, the Masses are all things that the youth can, can relate to. Great. So, like, do you know if there's any, um, we'll say, like, do you know, you'd have, like, the struggles of the faith in the youth, and I suppose they kind of related back to that, and, yeah. do you know, how you got involved, and why, do you know, so. And you've met so many friends now since you've... Oh, I've, ma- I've made so many friends through it, um, like Anya, Mariah, and even, we'll say, all the gang at Holy Family Mission with Father Patrick. Hmm. You know, there's, there's so many friends there, and I suppose your, your, your faith friends are probably the best friends you'll, you'll ever make, because you know they're true friends. Oh, beautiful. Father Patrick, I think that, that was wonderful to, just to listen to those, those young people relating their stories and their experience. They're, in, they're inspirational. It's very inspirational to me. I'm sure yeah. it must be very inspirational to you as a priest. Oh, it is. One of the uh, most special 
events it's usually somewhat informal at the end when they're doing the thank yous mm. um, Lana Wilson the national director she stands up and she thanks the different speakers and she thanks um, the priests for coming and when mm. she thanks the priests invariably people will give the priests a standing ovation now for priests for whether they've been working for years in a parish or they're fr- freshly ordained straight out of seminary you see a thousand young people standing up applauding your priesthood. Not because you're something special, but yeah. your priesthood. Priesthood. They love you because you're a yes. priest. Because yeah. you offer them the things that they, they long for. You mm-hmm. bring them the Lord or you bring them healing in, in confession. Mm. That's moving. That, it's so powerful to see that as a priest. It must be. So. There, was, there was something that I've just heard at the end, just, just before we finish off. Grace mentioned it. Um, that she found with the, with the experience there of, uh, of being uh, at one of the meetings there, uh, that the people were able to relate or that the priests were able to relate to mm-hmm. the people. And I'm just trying to connect that back again to, to our parishes sometimes and not having a go at parish and so on and so forth. But there seems to be something to me that seems to be coming out here. That's the, the U2000, the spiritual direction or whatever they're getting from U2000 is relating to their struggles and their experiences that they mightn't be getting necessarily in their own parishes for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not having to go to parishes. All the more reason for people maybe to get involved with U2000. Mm-hmm. But what I think happens sometimes is, for some reason, U2000 doesn't get a big mention out there sometimes. Okay, I hear about it, and I finance somebody and get them on the programme, so but it doesn't get a... For some reason, a big press out there. Would you agree with that, Leica? I would. <laughs> and, and how can we go do something about that? Well, we have to try and do something about that because what these people are relating to myself and yourself and to, the, and to their colleagues this morning here is something that we all want to hear nearly all the time. Mm-hmm. And they're getting that all the time because they're saying that they, now they've met a personal Jesus and now they're able to speak with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And it's great. And we don't hear that too often. No, I think actually... Some people can find that intimidating. Like, we have a generation or more, maybe two, generations of people who haven't been very well catechized. Yeah. Uh, like my own generation, for example, our faith formation would have stopped after confirmation. Mm. And in secondary schools, in order to uh, keep things safe, if you will, and in order to avoid difficult topics, mm-hmm. we keep it all very politically correct. Mm. So we talk about the environment and we talk about recycling, we talk about maybe you know, social yeah, justice yeah. issues. And that's all fine, but you simply, you cannot reduce the Catholic faith to social justice issues. Yeah. If you do, uh, what invariably happens then is that young people think, well, uh, the faith is for children. Hmm. You know, prayers are for children. And then when, when they have t- like proper teenage questions, uh, why should I go to Mass? Why should I believe sacred scripture? Yeah. You know, why should I believe the church? It's made hmm. up of, of flawed human beings like every other institution. Why should I, you know, why should I take any more credence yeah. Or place any more credence in, in it than any other institution, you know? They've got these good questions. Yeah. But who's going to answer them? Because invariably they will not be answered in secondary school. So you end up with this kind of faith that's almost embarrassing. Yeah. It's like it's made up of nursery rhymes. Mm. Yeah. Now, as a teenager, yeah. mm. or I'm in my 20s, like Mm-mm. all these like little prayers of angel of God, my guardian, dear, to whom God's... It just sounds kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So when are they going to get an adult understanding of yeah. their faith? When we work in New 2000... Um, something we would experience quite a lot is the brokenness of young people. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're hungry, they're hurt. Mm. And they come here and we're not telling them that, you know, you're grand. Mm. 
risky, mm-hmm. you know, like we're all, we're all going to heaven anyway. Because they know like the things aren't that simple out in the world. They, in the reality of the fact is that they've seen people who've done very hurtful things. So they're all going to heaven as well, is it? I mean, it's just kind of ridiculous if we make yeah. our, if we take the backbone out of our faith. Our faith doesn't stand for anything. Why would I stand for it? But like Jesus himself, I mean, he challenged people. He, he helped, consoled, he healed, he told the truth. And the truth isn't always what we want to hear. Some people find you 2000 a small bit intimidating because there they are praying in front of Jesus when maybe I don't pray in front of Jesus. Mm, yeah, yeah. So you've got these young people talking about that their personal faith and I'm maybe a mm. priest or mm-hmm. pastor worker mm-hmm. or whatever and I don't have a personal faith, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people can find it a bit intimidating. Yeah. Uh, which, which, and, but there's nothing intimidating about it. Like if you, what's the goal of the church? Introduce people to the Lord. And the Lord does the work. So yeah. we put the Lord at the center and Our Lady guides us there and the Sacred Scripture will guide us to Him and the Church guides us to Him mm. and all of the above guide us to Heaven. One thing said, I asked the girls there, where would they see the Church in 20 years' time, so on and so forth. And really what I was thinking about was, and I've just witnessed it now, I've just witnessed them witnesses to their own faith. They must have a place in the Church 20 years from now. These these people or the likes of these people here who can come out and witness and relate to people's struggles and so on and so forth. Would you think there is a place for the laity maybe later on in our church, 20 years time, more than what it is now at the moment? Yes, yes. Um, it's, it's a big question it's a big and one, I'm not right? sure if, they, know, if you get me started on this one now we'll be here all day. But I'll throw out a few ideas. Okay, um, okay. I think the church of the future will be smaller. Yeah. But that's not a problem per se, uh, as long as the church of the future is more faithful. So it, what's important here is fidelity, quality over quantity. There's no point having churches full of people who don't believe what the church believes yeah. and will compromise the church in every, mm. you know, every election or every problem that comes up. You know, a church full of people who, who don't believe in the Eucharist, I mean, what's the point of it? Mm. Um, so we shouldn't be afraid to try and raise the bar. Okay. And this is almost like one of the capital sins in the church at the moment, mm, trying to raise the mm, bar, mm, you know, mm. to try and encourage people to conversion or a deeper prayer life. Mm. So God bless us, sure, I, I go to Mass every Sunday, what yeah. more do you want? Yeah, yeah. Well, does the Lord say going to Mass on a Sunday is enough? What does he want of you? I mean, yeah. we've asked him, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. to actually, uh, that our faith is alive and life-giving mm. and, and our faith should be in constant growth. Mm. Not that we reach the spiritual plateau of mass, Sunday, Sunday Mass attendance and good to go. That's not enough. And if you apply that to any other institution or organization, it's the same, yeah, thing. same thing. You know, our faith should be alive and dynamic and growing. We also need good leadership. So we need priests and bishops who, who will lead mm-hmm. and who will take the lead and, you know, take the hits mm-hmm. for love of their people in order to guide them to the Lord. Um, as regards a role for, for lay people, of course, I mean, um, probably traditionally in Ireland, um, the role of the laity wasn't seen as necessary in a way i guess things were quite automatic for us as an irish person it was pretty much taken for granted you were catholic our politicians were catholic our schools were catholic everything was catholic so as such the the role of the lady was kind of considered maybe a bit redundant you know because it was all kind of it was taken all taken for granted whereas now we we see quite clearly something which we always should have seen i mean Who's going to bring the faith into schools? Who's going to bring the faith into politics? Who's going to bring the faith into the home? That's Who's it. going to bring the faith into the workplace? That's, that's all lay that's people. It. That's it. 
you know, and almost exclusively lay people because they outnumber us uh, <laughs> 10,000 to one. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, the role of, of the laity in the church is absolutely huge, but not to be confused with the, the role of the laity on the sanctuary. Because this is, I think, what we see getting a small bit confused in, in, in parishes. That I think the role, the role of the laity in the church means the role of the laity should be increased up on the sanctuary. But to be honest, that one we, priests have covered. We've kind of got that one under control. It's everything else that needs lay involvement. Catechists, teachers, politicians, engineers, you know, all of that is the role of politicians. That's all the role, role of the laity. And there's, and there's an amount to be done there. As I say, it's just a, bit, a small bit narrow-minded to say, you know, lay people are involved because yeah. now we have Eucharistic ministers or something like that. There's a lot more to do than that, a lot more That's important right. stuff to do than That's that. Right. You know, we have a faith that needs building up I do, so. thank you so much for that. So, we, we got a, a youth festival, Youth 2000, starting the 17th to the 20th of August, and I think the, I think the, the theme is Come Closer, hear my word. Mariah, what are you expecting this year, different from last year, and the same again? Um, more, of, more enthusiasm for the Lord again? Um, I think every year you, you kind of always have something that you're looking forward to. Mm. Um, I think this year... Um, definitely it's meeting up with my, my faith friends, Mm-mm. as Grace called them, That's and good. being in that area, because we'll say, when you are busy for the year, you, know, you have college, and you know, you're, you're doing that, and then you, just, you have that moment where, oh yes, I have this now coming up, mm. and that's four days of just being myself, 100% myself, with people that understand who I am, mm. and you're in the, you leave then, and you're like, oh, that was, you know, that's your summer, that's yeah. your stamp on, on mm. my summer, that's what I'm looking forward to. Are you all going, by the way? Are you all going to this one this year? Are you, are you going to? Yeah. yeah. From and Mitchelltown yeah. as well? Very good. And Father, you're going to course as well. I'll be giving more of the talks, yeah. I'd say you will. Listen, thank you so much for your time this morning. I'm sure there's people out there, and not so young people out there, will be very enthused with your, with, your, um, with your witness of faith. We all need that. And thanks a lot for that. And keep it up. Father, before we finish, uh, you might finish up maybe with a, with a prayer, please, as we finish the programme. Thanks. So I just pray the Our Father together. Uh, we can offer this for all of the youth of Ireland. There are thousands of young people absolutely starving to meet the Lord and to feel his healing power in their lives. So we pray this Our Father for them, and that through whatever means they may discover his love. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Father Patrick, girls, thanks a lot for joining me this morning. God bless you, and enjoy Rasquay. Thanks, John. Bye-bye now. Sacred Space.